<laughs> it's never gonna be right. This is Ski Master the Neck Podcast. I'm your host, Villain, and again, season two, real fast, scary story time. <laughs> All types of H A H A repeatedly for a while. Got two stories. And a fun game for all the bulls and ghouls out there. First is the drum. Then it's the window. But I'm going to read the window first. And then I'm going to read the drum. And then I'm going to show you the game you can play with your friends. <laughs> Remember, all the stories are, are read from the book made from human flesh. From already dead bodies. We didn't want to waste the bodies. So we used the flesh. We're eco-friendly. Kind of. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Now let's get into our first story. I hope you brought your blankets, your Bible, some Kool Aid, and a lighter. <laughs> now, let us get to our first story The Window. Snarl, growl, even. (sighs) Margaret and her brothers, Paul and David, shared a small house on top of a hill just outside the village. It was so warm one summer night that Margaret could not sleep. She's, I know exactly what she means. Like, when it's summertime in the AV, it is so, let me mark my spot. It is so effing hot, like, Nothing will cool you. I hate summer. I only like summer for the beach and the girls. After that, I hate it. Wintertime, you can warm up. You put on more clothes, more socks, more shirts. You just layer up. You get warm. Summertime, it does not matter if you're butthole naked. You are still going to sweat. No matter if you take a shower, you're still going to be just as sticky as you were before you took the shower. I know what she's going through. She's probably miserable. Back to the story. So it was hot. Margaret could not sleep. She sat up in her bed in the darkness of her room, watching the moon move across the sky. Suddenly, something caught her eye. She saw, she saw two small, yellow-green lights moving through the woods near the graveyard at the bottom of the hill. Okay, wait a minute. You're telling me your parents moved y'all and y'all family, your little brothers and you, that close to a graveyard you could see it from your bedroom? Your parents are heavily into Adam's family, or they just don't, they just don't like you. They just don't, like, I'm, they just don't like you. That's the only excuse. But back to the story. At the bottom of the hill, they looked like the eyes of some small animal, but she could not make out what kind of creature it was. Soon the creature left the woods and moved up the hill towards the house. For a few minutes, Margaret lost sight of it. Then she saw it coming across the lawn, toward a window. It looked something like a man, and yet, it didn't. I mean, right then and there, I'm already waking up mom, dad, and my brothers. Like, there's some creepy animal, man-tall thing with yellow eyes. It came out the graveyard, and it's coming up here, parents. We need to make moves about this. Like, that's, she's stupid. She's, she's stupid. 
stupid. Like, you want to... There's a reason why black people in real life don't die in horror situations. We don't stick around and we don't wait for the trouble to happen. We handle it or we leave. Like, we call the proper authorities. We call Jesus. Or we just get out of there. We don't stick around. Like, she's stupid. She deserves whatever happens next. Anyway, back to the story. Margaret was terrified. She wanted to run from her room, but the door was next to her window. She was afraid the creature would see her, break in there before she could escape. When the creature turned and moved in another direction, Margaret rushed to the door. But before she could open the door, it was back. Margaret found herself staring through the window at a shrunken face. A shrunken face that looked somewhat like a mummy. Its yellow-green eyes gleamed like cat eyes. She wanted to scream, but she was so frightened that she could not make a sound. The creature then broke the window glass, unlocked the window, and crawled inside. Margaret tried to flee, but the creature caught her. It twisted its long, bony fingers into her hair, pulled her, pulled her back by her head, and sank his teeth into her throat. First off, Margaret, you're an idiot. How Have you ever broke a window and tried to unlock a lock? You don't even know where the lock is at? Okay, so... That little creature couldn't, I know it couldn't see the lock or know where the lock is at to unlock the window. So it would have taken some time to do that. Meanwhile, you could have got out that room. You're stupid, moving too slow. This is exactly why you got your hair pulled. He probably was a pimp in his old days because he reached back to slap you. I could tell he pulled your hair. There was a pimp slap coming, but he forgot he was a monster and he don't do that. Back to the story. The window. Margaret screamed, ah, and then fainted. When her brothers heard the piercing scream, they rushed in the room. But by the time they got there and got the door unlocked, the creature had fled. Margaret lay on the floor, bleeding and unconscious. While Paul tried to stop the bleeding, David chased the creature down the hill toward the graveyard. But soon, he lost sight of it. David is a brave A motherfucker. He is brave as F. That's not going to be me. Sorry if I have a sister like that. You're dumb. You're dying. We're out the house because I don't have a shotgun yet. So we're going to get in the car, call the police, and have them look for this. Anyway... The police thought it was the work of an escaped lunatic who believed it was a vampire. When Margaret recovered, her brothers wanted to move her to a safer place where, we, where it would be harder to break into. But Margaret refused. The creature would never come back. She was sure of that. But just in case, Paul and David began to keep loaded pistols in their room. Yeehaw, mofo. Yeehaw. That's cowboy way. On to the story. One night, months later, Margaret was awakened at scratching sound at the window. When she opened her eyes, there was the same shrunken face staring into her window. The night her brothers heard her cries in time. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> this, this night, her brothers heard her cries in time. They chased the creature down the hill, and David shot it in the leg. But the creature managed to scramble over the graveyard wall and disappear near an old, brutal Oh, disappeared near an old burial vault. The next day, Margaret and her brothers watched as a section of the church opened the burial vault. Inside was a horrifying scene. Broken coffins, bones, rotting flesh were scattered all over the floor. Only one coffin had been disturbed. When the Sacton opened it, there lay the creature with the shrunken face that had attacked Margaret. The telltale built was in it. Wait, the telltale bullet. Oh, I guess it's a gun. The telltale bullet was in its leg. 
They did the one thing they knew to rid themselves of a vampire. The sexton built a roaring blaze outside the vault and fed the shrunken body to the flames. They watched the body burn until nothing remained. But ashes. Yes. <laughs> that was a bone-chilling tale from scary stories. I guess vampires are real, and they got shrunken faces and are not so pretty as they make them look in the movies. Life in the window. <laughs> Woo! Are you guys ready for the next story? The drum? I hope you are, and if you aren't, it really doesn't matter. This may be a lengthy story or not. <laughs> okay, 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 I'm back. This story, The Drum. Once, there were two sisters. Dolores was seven and Sandra was fine. They lived in a small house in the country with their mother and their baby brother, Arthur. These are some awkward names, but we're going to go with it. Like, you can't call a little kid Arthur. Like, who's calling a little kid Arthur? Like, you can't be five hollering at Arthur across the playground. Arthur, come here on the swings. Like, what? Dolores, come here. Those are like adult or old people names. Whatever. Their father was a seaman and was away on some long voyage. One day, Dolores and Sandra were running across the field near the house when they met a gypsy girl playing a drum. Her family was camping in the field for a few days. As the girl played, a little machine man and woman came out in the drum dance. Dolores and Sandra had never seen such a drum. They begged the girl to give it to them. She looked at them and laughed. <laughs> I will give it to you, she said, but only if you're really bad. Come back tomorrow and tell me how bad you really were, and we'll see. As soon as the two sisters got home, they started shouting, which was against the rules in their house. Then they wrote all over the walls with the crayons. At supper, they spilled their food, and when it was time for bed, they wouldn't go. They did everything they could think of to upset their mother. They were really bad. Okay. I could tell you right now, clearly they're not black or Mexican. Because that is not bad. That is a normal day in a black household and in a Mexican household. And I would imagine in a Salvadorian household. Who's not yelling? What kid in one of these households is not drawing on the wall with a Sharpie at that? Like, you guys are pretty good right now. Like, you're probably just going to get a talking to, but whatever. Back to the story. The drum. Early the next morning, they hurried off to find that gypsy girl. We were really bad yesterday, they told her. So please give us the drum. But when they told her what they had done, the gypsy girl laughed. <laughs> chuckle, chuckle, tahit, tahit. Oh, you must be much worse than that if I am to give you the drum, she said. As soon as Dolores and Sandra got home, they pulled up all the flowers in the garden. They let the pig out and chased it away. They tore their clothes. They sloshed in the mud. They were a lot worse than the day before. If you do not stop, the mother said, I will go away and take Arthur with me, and you will, be, and you will get a new mother with a glass eye and a wooden tail. That scared Dolores and Sandra. They loved their mother. They loved Arthur. They could not imagine being without them. And they began to cry. <gasps> 
to leave you, the mother wait, oh, that's the wrong part. I don't want to leave you, the mother said, but unless you change your behavior, I will have to. We'll be good, the girls promised, yet they did not really believe their mother would go away. She's just trying to scare us, Dolores, Dolores said later. We'll get the drum tomorrow, said Sandra. Then we'll be good again. Ooh, they plotting on mommy. They know what they are. They, you know what they're doing? They're testing the waters to see how far they can take their parents like any other kid does. They're just testing the water. Nothing wrong with that. You got to stick a toe in there sometime. You got to find out how deep does this pool go and that's where they're headed. Back. Early the next morning, they rushed off to find the gypsy girl. When they found her, she was playing the drum again, and the little man and little woman di came dancing out. They told the gypsy girl how bad they'd been, and they, they told the gypsy girl how bad they had been the day before. That must have been bad enough to get the drum, they said. Oh no, said the gypsy girl. You must be much worse than that. But we promised our mother we wouldn't be bad from now on. If you really want this drum, said the gypsy girl. You must be much, much worse. It's only for one more day, she told Dolores and Sandra. Well, then you can be good, and then you can have the drum. I hope you're right, said Sandra. As soon as they got home, they beat the dog. Okay, first off, top, they beat the dog. They are, go okay, it's like, they ain't warming up to these levels of badass. They just jump, they are, these are... These are the kind of gangsters you need in your gang. We don't warm up to drive-bys. We just get in the car, old Cadillacs, and we just start emptying clips. You need these girls. They are the perfect turn-up squad. Back to the story. As soon as they got home, they beat the dog with a stick. Oh, shit. They broke the dishes. They tore their clothes to pieces. They spanked their baby brother, Arthur. The mother began to cry. You're not keeping your Freddy. promise, she we said. We'll be good, said Dolores. We promise, said Sandra. Like I can't wait much longer, said the mother. Please try. Early the next morning. Wait a minute. We had technical difficulties with our scary music sounds. We're back. <laughs> Early the next morning, before their mother was awake, Dolores and Sandra ran to see the gypsy girl. They told her all about the bad things they had done the day before. We were horrid, said Sandra. We were worse than ever, ever before, said Dolores. Can we have the drum now, please? No, said the gypsy girl. I never meant to give it to you. Ha <laughs> ha, I was just a game we were playing. I thought you knew it, stupids. Ooh, she played them. They're stupid, she played them. You know what, she's a gypsy girl. They should have known better, but yet they're little kids. They don't know about gypsy girls. Gypsy girls are very, very sneaky. Anyway. Dolores and Sandra began to cry. They rushed home as quick as they could. But their mother and Arthur were gone. They're, they're out shopping, said Dolores. Yeah, I bet. Your mama warns you. You didn't want to listen. But anyway, they'll be back soon. But they were still not back. When, when time for lunch came. Oh, wait. But they were still not back when lunchtime came. Dolores, Dolores and Sandra felt lonely and scared. They wandered through the fields and the rest of the day. Maybe they will be home when we get back, said Dolores. When they got home, they saw through the window. The lamps were lit, and there was a fire in the fireplace. But they did not see their mother, nor Arthur. Instead, 
there was a new mother. Her glass eye glistening, her wooden tail thumping on the floor. <laughs> Another horrific tale from scary stories to tell in the dark. <laughs> Well, I mean, the mom told them stop effing around, but I only I can only imagine this must take place in like 1865 because ain't no parents is up and leaving their kids just in the wooden house somewhere and replacing them with the glass eye mom and a wooden leg. And ain't no gypsy girls just in the middle of the forest banging drums with little I don't know, but whatever. I hope you guys enjoyed it. It was a good story. We'll be back after these brief commercial break hi breaking news nipsey hustle got shot in la in front of his marathon store while all his friends didn't do anything but run away what do you call it i don't call it a gang bang um it wasn't gang violence i call it conspiracy theory by the government yeah ain't no gang members doing all this no no that was a setup <laughs> that was the breaking news for today now back to your horror story time. <laughs> Welcome back to scary story time. Like I promised, the game of Bloody Mary. I hope you guys are ready and unafraid. If you're scared. If you're scared, go to church. Go to church. Uh. If you're scared, go to church. Okay, we back. This is not a story, but a game you should share with your friends in the nighttime, in the dark, after piercing your skin with needles and sharing each other's blood so you can become blood brothers and sisters. Hopefully no one has AIDS. That would be gross. But see, if Nipsey Hussle had a got out his documentary about CB, that Dr. CB, he had the cure for AIDS. He wouldn't have to worry about that. But back to the story. <laughs> a ghost in the mirror. Did I say bloody fingers or bloody Mary? Oh, it is like a bloody Mary story. Never mind, I'm right. Anyway, this is a game you play in the mirror. It's called a ghost in the mirror. This is a scary game that young people play sometimes. Trying to conjure up a ghost in their bathroom mirror. Many don't really believe that a ghost is going to appear, but they try to raise one anyway for fun and that is the excitement some are willing to settle for any ghost but others have a particular ghost in mind one of these ghosts is named mary worth who also is known as mary jane Ooh, she smoked that dank and she's other aka bloody mary she is the heroine of an old comic strip but some say she actually was a witch who was hanged at the infamous witch trails in Salem, Massachusetts, 1692. Another of these, another of these ghosts is La Lorena, the weeping woman who wanders the streets of cities and towns from Texas to California and throughout Mexico looking for, looking for her lost child. Bitch, uh, he's probably in social services or some kind of foster care, but anyway. Still... Another is Mary Walls, a young woman who was supposed to have been killed in a car accident and was supposed to be killed in a car accident in Indianapolis, Indiana, about 1965. 
Her ghost is one of the vanishing hitchhikers. It is said that again and again, she thumbs a ride home in a passing car, then vanishes before she gets there. Anywho, here is how ghost hunters try to conjure a ghost. They find a quiet bathroom, close the door, and turn off all the lights. While they stare at their faces in the mirror, they repeat the ghost's name, usually 47 times or 100 times. If any ghost will do, they will say any ghost any, in place of any name. If they do manage to raise one, its face will slowly re- replace your face in the mirror. Okay, like, ain't nobody gonna sit there in the dark and say, like, whatever ghost's name 47 to 100 times that many times? You want me to sit there in the mirror and do that, like, a hundred times? That's not even fun. That isn't even, that's not fun to do. That's a, that's a job. That's a, that's some work, that's a workload. We ain't doing that. These kids is too high or too drunk to do that. They gonna lose count after 10, 15. We forgot what place we were at. So now what do we do? We gotta start over, turn the lights on, relight the candles, do it. That's stupid. Start over with your rules. Make them simpler, make them scarier, and make them bloodier. What the heck? Anyway, some say a ghost is likely to be angry and at being disturbed. If it gets angry enough, they say it will try to shatter the mirror and come right out into the room. But the player can always turn on the lights and send the ghost back to where it came from. And when that happens, the game is over. Well, what if it already comes out, or what if the power goes out right before you do that and you can't turn the lights back on? Now is the ghost stuck in the real world? Because there's like some kind of time limit, like it needs to go back at a certain time or it can never go back? Or is it just out here in the real world now and like now you got to deal with it? Or like, is it like every time you turn the bathroom lights off now, it's just going to be in there so you can't even pee in the dark or you can't even poop in the dark or you can't do anything in the dark. You have to leave the lights on or it'll come out. Interesting. That. That was it for Scary Story Time. Season 2 of Ski Mask to the Neck. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and the rest of them. I'm Villain. This is Ski Mask to the Neck. Look out for the clothing line. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Paradoxal Undressing. And DM me any kind of questions. You can message me right on this podcast. Or you can DM me on my Facebook or Instagram. Ask me subjects you want to speak on, my opinion on things. Or just flat out leave your thoughts to me about what you think. Whether they're evil or not, I don't care. I don't care. We have to be best friends. But we will be podcast friends. Until next time. Until next time. Tie your shoestrings. Tight. So when you're getting chased by a horror character, you won't trip and fall like these stupid girls do in these movies. They're dumb. Nobody falls in real life when they're being chased. They got like magical agilities to like hop over walls and jump in cars and start them up real fast and drive away. We don't fall down. That's some made up shit. Have a good night. <laughs>